Gamerheads Podcast is part of the Little Fellow Media Podcast Network, sponsored by podcast host Budsprout, the easiest podcasting software for hosting, promoting, and tracking your podcast. And welcome to another episode of Gamerhead Reviews. And today I'm joined by my good friend Christian. Hello, thanks for having me today, Roger. Christian, thank you for joining me. And today we are talking about the game Control. Remedy's new game. Yes. So Control, what did you... uh, Well, first of all, I guess tell a little bit about the game and... uh, and what system did you play it on? Did you play it on a PC? Or sure. I did, did play you? it on PC. Okay. Yes, sir. Played this most recent Remedy outing, Control, on the PC personal computer platform. <laughs> it is also available on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One home consoles. I heard that the game has some uh, performance issues on the home console. Is that, is that what you heard too? I heard that. Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah. yeah. On Xbox, base Xbox and base PS4, especially apparently it's not running too hot mm. and, uh, remedy's working on it. So hopefully they address it sooner rather than later. Mm. So what's this game about? So control, it's a third person shooter, Ooh. you know, typical fare for remedy. Mm. And I am so excited to talk about control with you today because this is the first time i have ever spoken words about this video game control up until wow. this point it has been words in my head <laughs> and i want to sing That's its true. praises from the mountaintop because control is excellent it is wow. very 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 good wow and in my humble opinion it is remedy's best work to date wait better than alan wake yes so wow. i've played through max Payne one and two Mm-hmm. I think Max Payne 1 is pretty good, has an age of the best. Max Payne 2, I think, is pretty great. It's pretty neat. There's some good stuff going on there. Played through Alan Wake for the first time last year, and I enjoyed it. I wasn't in love with it. I feel like that game utilizes some antiquated design decisions that haven't exactly aged the best, but... The, you know, sensibilities are there. It's got a very unique style and tone, heavily inspired by David Lynch and um, what's a Twilight Zone. And so I can understand how that, you know, nails, nails it for some people in a way that no other video game does. So I think Alan Wake's very good. I do not like Quantum Break, okay, which was their last game. Um, I only played it for like five hours. So, you know, (laughs) for a game for something that you didn't like. You played it for a long time. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't feel comfortable rendering a verdict on something I haven't seen to fruition. And what? so that's the case with that's, Quantum Break. I was going to say, that's a very typical thing for people to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> not but, not know. saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that's, I mean, I've seen people after two minutes just play through the tutorial and be like, yeah, this is not a good game. I'm like, you just play the tutorial. So. Exactly. Yeah. So when it's when it's just a burst like that, you know, <laughs> yeah. you could be being a, impacted by your emotions or kind of yeah. what's going on in your life at that time. And it's not hitting you in a good spot. And so Quantum Break, I feel like I was ready for it, and it wasn't doing much for me. It felt very pretentious. It felt very ham-fisted. It was. It kind of seemed like they were trying to force this TV stuff 
down down your throat in a way that wasn't conducive to a video game or fun and they had a lot of like live action like actors running around in a way that made them feel like they were trying to wave them in your face like look how much money we spent on this video game yeah and in addition to that the third person shooting wasn't very great the time powers were kind of confusing i didn't really understand how to use them and they seemed kind of not not to have many utilitarian uses it just seemed to be use this power to make the shooting guys look cool instead of actually using it <laughs> yeah. to make stuff happen but anyway that brings us here to control yeah and i think it is in my humble opinion better than alan wake it's not gonna tickle those same david lynch twilight zone feels that people like alan wake so much for but it goes into its own entirely different niche and it fulfills like a crazy crave for uniqueness that the current video game landscape is, you know, has right now because we don't see a lot of new stuff. We see a lot of reboots. We see a lot yeah. of sequels. We see yeah. a lot of remakes. And Control is an entirely new IP that I was not, you know, entirely optimistic about from the outset because their last thing was Quantum Break. And I'd assume a lot of these people are the people who made Quantum Break. I wasn't sure how to think about it. And the first trailer had me skeptical. It looked neat. There was weird, like, shifting world and lady with this crazy gun that was, like, moving around in her hands. Yeah. I thought that was insane. But it didn't give me anything to, like, anchor myself to. Is this real life? Is this some in, like, her dreams? What is happening? And so Control takes place in our current reality, just like Alan Wake is in our current world, Earth, and... It takes place in modern day, so it's just like anywhere else, except here in Control, you are exploring this bureau called the Federal Bureau of Control, and you're at basically the headquarters building. There's a lot of strange happenings and phenomena going on with this building, hmm. and so a lot of the game involves you running through it, you know, exploring, shooting the bad guys, and kind of understanding and uncovering what it is this bureau is up to, what they're doing, why you're there, what your goal is there, and just kind of, you know, peeling back the layers of what this federal bureau is up to. So are you, are you, uh, do you work for the bureau or are you, yeah, are you, are you, are you the, like the, yeah, do you work for this bureau or are you, are you, is it like X-Files? I mean, what is it, is it kind of something like that? It is so for the sake of avoiding spoilers as much okay. as possible. Okay. All right. You are just someone who shows up to this building. So you just kind of end up there and you're this girl. It begins with this monologue and uh you play as oh boy, I don't even remember her name. Jesse Faden. There you go. Thank you, Roger. Yeah. Wow, you're amazing <laughs> with names. I don't remember Jesse Faden's name. But yeah, you play as Jesse Faden throughout the entirety of the game third person perspective and a lot of it is kind of her inner monologue inner monologuing mm. so a lot of the game you're listening to her narration kind of what she thinks what she thinks she could she should or could say to the person she's talking with because there's other people walking around this bureau and you're popping sons of guns while you're running through it Whoa, and really? boy the popping the dudes feels fantastic they have done it and this is like a crazy step up from quantum break for me because they found a way to not only like make the power versus 
gun shooting dynamic work and be somewhat balanced but it's also extremely satisfying hmm. because you're running around you've got these powers you gradually unlock more powers as you go through and the first one you get is telekinesis basically so you're just ripping stuff from anywhere and everywhere and just propelling it at whatever enemy stands in your path hmm. and destiny 2 has taught me in my many hours with destiny 2 that <laughs> What makes a good shooter? How to design a good shooting experience? Because so much of Destiny 2 is just sitting there and shooting things over and yeah. over and over and over yeah. and over. There's not a lot to it when you're just shooting the same guys over and over. But the way that it entices people, despite that repetitive nature, is how satisfying it feels to shoot these people. Because of the sound design, whenever you kill something, it kind of pops off. It goes poof, and then kind of mm. like explodes. And that's the visual aspect of it too so you've got like this nice synthesis of not only is it satisfying to actually shoot the things because it's good to you know hear and see them kind of interact with the blows that you're dealing but it's also really good to get that pop off after you actually eliminate someone and that's exactly what they've got here in control so these enemies are weird like human beings but they're kind of possessed by this strange force called the hiss and so they're kind of like undulate and move around in weird motion some of them levitate some of them have powers and so there's a lot of enemy variety and you have to take care of them in interesting and unique ways and whenever they die they pop off in this wonderful explosion of smoke and it feels satisfying and it looks incredible Hmm. So it's interesting because in this game, you have both your traditional like handgun, right? And then you also have powers. So and you said it's a good balance between the two. So how do they handle the powers? I mean, do the powers also feel just as good when you use those powers as as it does when you when you use your handgun? Yes, it absolutely does. Uh, the powers are definitely kind of more satisfying, oh. I guess, for the most part. Because, I mean, you're, the telekinesis is the main thing that you're going to be using. Yeah. Because you're just, like, shoving giant forklifts into people's faces, <laughs> which is awesome. And or you can do leveling... anything? You can, I, mean, I mean, is it pretty open world where it's like, oh, I see that forklift there. I'm just going to take that and throw that at somebody? Yes. Like, oh. when you're walking around this bureau... Uh, Pretty much anything is fair game. And if there's not something that you can hurl at someone, you'll just grab like a piece of rubble out of the floor and throw it at them anyway so that you always have access to something like that. Okay. And the game is very limited in scope. Uh, you know, it's just a bunch of corridors, hallways. You're just in this building the whole time. But uh, there's a lot of options, a lot of creative, you know, expression available to the player with those powers and like the every power is upgradable so that telekinesis thing that you start out with you start out just throwing smaller objects but you can get up to the big stuff and you can even get up to throwing people around wow. and so there's these explosive enemies and if you take them out and then grab them before they explode you can whip them at someone else and then they'll explode in the enemy's face and that's freaking awesome i love Dealing damage to enemies, Roger. I like saying, screw you, I'm throwing this thing in your face, and you're going to die. And it feels great. It's a great, fantastically satisfying power trip. And like you said with the balance, that's something that's very hard to get right because you're going to have people who are going to be like, well, I guess shooting's overpowered. I'm just going to shoot the whole time. You're going to have people who are like, oh, the powers are overpowered. I'm just going to use powers the whole time. Yeah. And so they ride this very fine line extremely cleverly. So your gun does not have ammunition. You don't mm -hmm. reload it. There's no reloading in control. So you kind of have to get that that uh, 
like uh, muscle memory out of your head. You're not going to empty a clip and immediately reload. How it works is a cooldown. So after you expend all the ammunition in your gun, you got to wait for it to come back. And while you're doing that, you might as well fling a couple powers out, man. And that's like genius. It's so like expertly designed. It's insane. It boggles my mind how intelligent this is and how long it took them to get to this point because it just makes sense. You expend your ammunition. You have nothing else to do but use your powers. You use your powers, which is also on a similar cooldown meter. You have nothing else to do but shoot some people. And Mm. so, like, the combat system feels like it's constant variety because you're forced into either the gun or the powers. Or, if you want, you can use them both at the same time to just, like, obliterate these guys in a couple seconds flat. And it's phenomenal. And and, uh, what's an interesting way of handling that, that somebody doesn't feel like they're, they're I guess, uh, railroaded into one path or the other. So that's really an interesting way of handling that. Um, so what about the story then? How, how is the story in this game? Yes. So the story, like I said, a lot of it is just kind of understanding what's going on at this bureau and what you're doing there. A lot of it's just kind of finding answers. And there's not a whole lot of plot going on. There is. There's character development. There's a satisfying end and conclusion. And there's, you know, an end goal that your character has in mind. But half of the game is figuring out what that end goal Mm. even is. It's a mystery. Yes, exactly. It is a mystery. And it does a really good job at kind of balancing, not over-explaining things. It definitely doesn't fall into that trap. If anything, it under-explains things, because by the time that you get to the end, there's still going to be lots of questions that you're going to be asking. And I'm sure someone on the internet somewhere will put out some 50-minute YouTube video that explains what this video or what this document that you can pick up and read means about the entire universe. But... Uh, there's the main questions are largely answered. And as you uncover uh, documents, you go through and there's collectible documents. They're very short, which is a huge plus because usually these readable oh, collectibles yeah. in games, they're like too long. And then you sit there and you spend five minutes reading them. Yeah. And then you're like, uh, can I play the game yet? Yeah. And, and, and you wonder, do I need to know this? Like, exactly. is this something I have to pay attention to? Yes. <laughs> And in in control, they are pretty vital. It's kind of important to read these things. It's kind of important to watch these videos. You come across some videos. Uh, But the good thing is that control has a great sense of humor. And it's a very dark video game. It's very sinister. Mm -hmm. And there's like a lot of like just very unsettling tone setting stuff that I think is like phenomenal. Like as soon as the game begins, you're like met with this crazy pyramid thing. You're met with like this blood, like gushing and like trickling down in this weird, fascinating way. And like the whole bureau is filled with like these floating husks of bodies that are constantly chanting. So whenever you're walking through a hall, all you hear is like kind of the whispers and chants of these people that are basically dead, just floating there. And so there's like this really great atmosphere to the whole thing. But just like real life, Roger, they're not afraid to, you know, toss some levity in there, have a Mm. joke or two. Mm. And that that uh, presents itself a lot in some of these videos uh, you run across a lot of recordings of people basically explaining things. They're kind of like infomercial type videos. And some of them are really funny. There's some documents that you uncover that are have a pretty great sense of humor. And they toy around with kind of the rules of this universe and how things work. And um, they like throwing out some funny situations that are pretty amusing to uncover and find for yourself. 
Hmm. And so you mentioned the the pyramid. Is it? Are you like? Are you part of the Freemasons in this game? What's going? Ooh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Maybe you're the Templars after. <gasps> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> so this game, so I, I know you mentioned how it's different than like Alan Wake, right? And it's mm-hmm. different than than uh, Quantum Break. So who who is this game for? Like if if I if you were to pick like somebody that's a fan of, you know, this types of genre, who, who would be a big fan of this game? Oof, that's a really good question. For me, anyone that wants a good third person shooter and i feel like control is very much a throwback to kind of old school video game design to an extent and then another part of it is kind of like ultra modern in the sense that this game is basically metroidvania so you're in this building you're in the federal bureau of control you see the map and the map is kind of confusing to look at because all you get is like the full map of the current floor that you're on and you don't even get to see like different levels. You don't get to see every floor. It's not a 3D map. It's just a 2D map. And then plunk, that's where you are on this 2D map. I don't know whether you're above or below the current thing you want to be at, but you just got to figure it out. Mm. And so that can lead to like some confusion when you're just looking at the map and trying to navigate that way. But the level design, like I said, this is just a building with a lot of hallways and it's very intelligently laid out so that like the hallways lead you to the next area you're supposed to go and the enemies are kind of, you know, spattered about in the places so that you know you're going in the right direction. And it's kind of got that old school sensibility to it where things are very small and limited and confined. And not only is that great for like the overall tone of the game, but I just love that type of video game design. I miss hallways. I miss closed rooms. We don't need open worlds all the time. Just sit there and make a fun third person shooter that takes place in a building. Why not? And I'm so glad Control went there with that. Nice. Nice. Another question I had here. So so you mentioned how this is a new IP and how... Uh, Remedy also had Quantum Break, and that was a new IP, and then Alan the Wake with its own IP. I mean, do you th- outside of outside of um, uh, what was what's that one that, that Max Payne, where they actually had more than one? I mean, what is there open? Do you think to make this into more than one game? Yeah, that's a very good question. I feel like the universe they set up. Definitely leaves the door open for more if they'd like to. And I'd really like to see that because this universe that they've created is just rife with potential. There is a lot that they can do with what they've got going on here. And like I said, not all of the questions that are set up and mysteries that are, you know, laid out in control go 100% answered, at least not to the extent that I'm aware of having played through it and read all the collectibles I've come across. But... Remedy seems like the kind of people that don't want to sit there and be stagnated by a single franchise, but they also don't seem to be, you know, closed to that idea. Because I know they've said for the longest time, we want to do an Alan Wake sequel if it's if the interest is there, or it's not it that we didn't there. want to do a Quantum Break <laughs> sequel. It is, yes. There's a niche that just freaking loves that game yeah, and wants another yeah. one. And they did do like a standalone mini sequel thing called American Nightmare. I'm yeah. not sure how well that sold. Yeah. Uh, but they also said that they wanted to do a Quantum Break sequel potentially, but it wasn't their decision. It was kind of Microsoft's thing, I guess. Mm. And so obviously that one was probably a non-starter Quantum Break sequel. I didn't like Quantum Break that much. <laughs> I'd like to see them 
do something else with control. If I had problems with control, it would probably be some of that story resolution. Uh, there's stuff that's kind of set up and then, you know, they, there's a very good ending. The game ends very nicely. It plays with its universe in a very great way in that ending. But, uh, there's like a character that's set up that I feel like wasn't really fleshed out enough to have the emotional payoff that it did. And so if I had any flaws, it would probably be uh, some of the nuts and bolts of the story could be tweaked around a little bit, but the overall gist of it, like in large swaths, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, one last question I have before uh, you we, we talk about the final grade for this game. So is there like in 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 Quantum Break, there is some uh, ties to Alan Wake or some references to Alan Wake. Do we have that in control as well? You absolutely do. Yeah. Oh, yep. you've got some very fun nods there. Is it in the same same universe then? I don't want to say. OK. So that people can uncover it themselves. OK. But. They, you know, they take advantage of this universe and the creative liberties that such a bonkers concept has given them Mm. when it comes to tying into Alan Wake. Nice. All right, Christian. So what is your final verdict? What is your final grade for this game? So my final grade for control would have to be an A minus. I think it's almost, you know, like almost perfect. I think Resident Evil 2 is the A I gave out this year. And I think that that game is kind of the most flawless, fully realized whole of a video game. But I still enjoyed Control more than I enjoyed Resident Evil 2. Mm. It's a more flawed video game. Like I said, the story, it's got some loose ends there that didn't quite come together as well as it could have. And it's got a little bit of that Metroidvania backtracking that I'm not a huge fan of. There wasn't a lot of it, but there's one or two sequences where they're like, okay, good job. You did this objective. Now go to this place you've already been to and Mm. do this other thing. That's something that the messenger did and the messenger did it like turned it up to 11. They're like, play the whole game again, (laughs) except in Metroidvania mode. That was annoying. Control does not go like all the way to that extent. They do do it a little bit, but the combat is so infinite, infinitely entertaining it's just so much fun to shoot the dudes and use the powers and by the end you feel like a goddess floating Mm. around tossing things shooting people in the skull watching the hiss spew out of them in fascinating and satisfying fashion and the story very intriguing it kept my attention beginning to end and the metroidvania mechanics kind of had me uncovering and exploring this bureau in like a kind of trepidation that I haven't really felt in a video game since Arkham Asylum. And it's been like really cathartic feeling that in a video game again. And it's a great synthesis of old and new. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. Great. Well, thank you, Christian, for joining us and talking about Control. Thank you so much for having me. And listeners, you can hear new episodes of the Gamerheads podcast every Sunday. Uh, You can get that on iTunes, Google Play, buzzsprout wherever you get your uh new podcast and you can also listen to our podcasts on our website at gamerheadspodcast.com right see ya adios